Young Muslima. This is Young Muslima, riding in that cheaper. What you wanna do? Yeah, Wrangler, Wrangler, Wrangler room. What you wanna do? Yeah. Peace, everybody. Welcome back to Regime Radio. My name is Basha, and I'm the host of A Young Black Muslima. This is a community of blossoming humans in which sometimes I do answer questions to make you think about your potential to make change, but you already know it's up to you. My answers are based of my experience and knowledge of self and understanding of my way of life, which is Islam. So believe me when I say I want for you what I want for myself. I know a lot of sisters who want to become Muslim. And I really just wanted to dedicate today's episode to really expressing my journey to you all and also like my experience and if I could be of any support because we are in these times where we're in like quarantine and a lot of people don't know like how to convert to Islam like how should they go about it like what does that look like um if they wanted to become Muslim like how would they actually go forth with that so recently I have been doing a lot of like um just um shahadas online so alhamdulillah I have been there and supportive for the community of human beings that as Muslims we should support. Peace and love, you guys. Welcome to the live. Welcome to the live episode of Young Black Muslima. So when we are in a space like this when we're in quarantine, like how do we go forth with helping people convert to Islam? How do we, you know, spread the knowledge and the love and support? And I don't think a lot of people think about this, like, because there's so many people out there that still have questions and want to become Muslim. Um, I am in that space right now. I am really torn. I have done a ton of research, but confused culture versus religion. Where, where are you from? Um, I like your Instagram name, Dichotomy of Miss P. Is that it? Um, I really just wanted to say, by the way, this is being recorded and this will, even though it's on live here and it's going to be on IDTV, just letting you know it's being audio recorded. So it will be up on my podcast. So we got a little shout out. Walaikum salam. Um, when it comes to culture versus religion, okay, you're from Atlanta. When it comes to culture culture versus religion, like, you have to kind of weigh the pros and the cons, right? Like, you can't just make decisions solely based on the culture and solely based on the religion. You have to kind of be in the middle. And that's what Islam is all about. It's about the Surat al-Mustaqim, the straight path. I was saying this the other day to um, one of my friends because some people get confused with the Surat al-Mustaqim is. Some people are like, oh, it's the righteous path, so you want to go all the way right. And it's like, nah. Like, because if you go all the way right, that's like you trying to be this perfect angel that you are not like you are a human being right and if you go all the way left it's just completely off the rails and your soul is so disturbed and like you're so traumatized because of the things that you didn't apply for you to grow as a human being and um in in NOI versus Sunni versus pro what do you mean by pro I'm so interested in what that means um oh progressive okay Hmm, interesting. What what is progressive for you? I'm I'm curious um to know what that looks like or what you what you envision progressive to be um cuz I never heard of that before. Um so I'm learning. But when you are in a space of learning cuz when I first let me just tell you my experience. When I first learned about Islam, it was through family because I grew up around Muslims in my family, but I saw the women in my family covered. I was like, this looks very, very oppressive, right? That was my first initial thought. 
I'm not gonna lie, like that was. And if you guys have any questions, please put them in the question box so I can answer them at the end. It will be so helpful. Um, because I get kind of distracted and I want to read everything here. So I was reading and I was researching and I, you know, obviously like I'm black from America and I wanted to find out more about my culture and what that looked like in that school. What does religion look like, right? So I then went forth and read the autobiography of Malcolm X and then I watched the movie and what I saw from it and what I got from it was that the person that you become has everything to do with a series of choices. You could be somebody who's been locked up in prison, have done bad things or, you know, just straight wild. I was wild. Like, I was straight wild. Like, I'm not even going to lie to y'all. Like, I was wild and all outside. Like, all of that. And I felt my heart needed a change because I was sick. Like, I was sick. And, and when I could say, like I said this the other day, to one of my friends as well, like, you know, I, I always say this, like, I chased the dunya, like, as if it was my last meal, like, I chased the world, like, as if, like, it was my last meal, like, I didn't have anything left to live for, and it's so sad, because we have a soul inside of us, right, but when we don't have the laws to discipline ourselves, to nurture our soul, and take care of our soul, then we are leaving our soul to the world to take care of, um, that, they are more aligned with human and LGBTQ rights, um, having women leading prayers and not separating genders during prayer. So I'm going to be honest with you. Progressive sounds a lot like Sunni. Um, the thing is, a lot of people who teach Islam don't really know everything that's happened. Because as human beings, we're supposed to be understanding of everyone's struggle and understanding of people within their own right and know that th these people are God's creation. We cannot treat them or any type of way or harm them. God is going to judge them. That's not our job. That's not our job as human beings, right? So when we're going forth, um, it's the thing is, sis, I'm going to tell you this right now, that when you are learning from somebody, it's so crucial that they understand Arabic because some people like to manipulate the words and like to switch things up and make things like their own so that they can, it could suit them or they just don't understand the Arabic. They didn't study and they kind of just going off of what they think Arabic is and they got a janazah from someone who probably doesn't even know the Fusaha or studied with a West African scholar because it's so important that we have a lineage of knowledge connected to the Prophet Muhammad A lot of individuals who are Arab, who are white, who want to become this progressive Muslim scholar or this Sunni Muslim scholar do not study within the pool of knowledge that is West Africa. And that's the problem I have. I have that problem because then when you start to teach people, it's like, is it genuine? Because you don't know that person, but could that person have some knowledge of who they are culturally but then you're bringing in this Arabized version of Islam, this corporate this corporate version of Islam that doesn't exist, right? So Sunni Islam is progressive Islam. Like, Islam is for the times. Islam is for the... Like, in the Quran, it says to use your mind. Like, you can't just sit here and start... Like, a lot of people had this thing, this comment that came out about um, 
the Nike commercial, which I get, right? There was a Nike commercial with a hijabi girl skating on uh, a Nikabi skating on a skateboard, and she's skating into like this transition, which is like a LGBTQ person. And the interpretation of that within the Muslim community was that, oh, they're trying to get Muslims to assimilate to LGBTQ rights and like, you know, okay this when we don't okay it as Muslims. And it's like, hold on, pause, speak for yourself. I have no right to okay any, any, the way anyone lives. I can, I can dislike something to the point where I'm just like, you know, I dislike that. But I'm not going to badger someone. I will say, oh, sodomization shouldn't be done because it's just not good for your soul. It's not good for your health. Like, that's just facts. Hold up, it's health facts. Like, we could take it to the Quran religiously or we could just take it to, like, straight scientific facts. Like, sodomization is just not healthy. It's just not a good thing to do. Like, period. End of stop. Religion, religious or not. Like, it's just not a good good thing to do, you know, amongst other things. But we'll get into that another time. And I'm going to have some guests on in September so you guys will get to, like, actually hear it from scholars' mouths. Um, especially already being black in America. This, like, we live in a secular country. There's no possible way we can assimilate to an Islamic country. We live in a, like, and these laws, if people want to so badly make things in this country Islamic... Like, I would love to see more people push for that, you know, but in a way that is the time, that is progressive. And I think what happens is mentally we think that we have the right to say certain things. People who are not scholars, people who have not been given injustice, people who have not even studied Fusaha, right? And I really truly think, like this is my opinion, I believe that. I'm not, I'm not a scholar, okay? Like, I'm not dropping a fatwa. This is just my opinion as a human being, as an artist, like, just to clear that up. Um, I really, truly believe that it is important for scholars to become culturally aware. You can still be Muslim and respect your heritage and your culture. You don't have to just completely, like, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Pause on that. Because a lot of people have this hadith in their mind, like, oh, Love the Arabs because Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam was Arab. But that never was said. That wasn't something that the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said. So if we go back into the history of Islam and we start to actually research these things, we will see, we will see that there is a lot of culture that is mentioned. You know, things that we probably wouldn't even recognize. The Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam enjoyed other people's culture and, and really did not shame people for expressing themselves or their culture because another person's dance and expression of culture is worshiping of God. So I don't think as people, we should judge other people for their culture and the things that they are going through. They may be struggling. Islam helps to discipline you as a human being, to help your soul. If you feel like you're in a dark place, I'm depressed, oh, I don't know where to go. Like, I'm just, Islam is a guide to help you. If you want to be stuck there, you want to keep doing the same things you were doing, then stay there. You know, then stay there. But if you want to grow, Islam is for the times. Islam is like 1,400-something years old, right? We have religions like Christianity that are an exact, you know, um, like the book that is the Injil, which is the gospel, which in an original context and language is an Amharic, right? Like, the Bible that you guys read is not the real book, so... King James Version, any any um, European that redoes a, uh, a religious text, run far away from that book, just to let you know. 
Like, I don't think you should be reading that book for facts. Obviously, it have facts in it, but, but a lot of them has have been, like, falsified and misinterpreted for the benefit of people who want to own slaves. Um, so I'm going to get to you guys. Um, let me see. Before I go off into a tangent, I don't answer anyone's questions. Um, you give classes. Oh, no, I do not. But if you guys want to check out a dope class, this Saturday it just passed. You guys can go to Dr. Bilal Ware's Instagram, Butchware, and you can go find that he's teaching um, the African Quran, you know, talking about the Quran that we know and love and majority of the stories and majority of the things that happened took place in Africa, okay? So... One thing I will stress is that I do plan on studying to do more classes and to teach classes, but I don't teach classes, okay? The only classes I teach are like hip-hop classes and I intertwine that with spirituality as well. So that's what I teach. Um, if you want to take my classes, they will be up very soon. And in connectivity to my personal brand, I will let you guys know more about that. Um, when do you know When do you know you were ready to start wearing hijab, dressing modestly, etc.? So I'm going to be honest with you, sis. I literally, like, I'm going to say this because the thing is, I used to dress scantily clad. Like, you know, I'm Caribbean, you know, I dress scantily clad. Like, and one thing I noticed is that I got a lot of men attention. Like, I got their attention for sure, but not for the right reasons. Like, and at that point, I realized I wanted to talk to people. Like, I actually wanted to have communication and, like, talk about issues that were going on in my community but I wasn't able to do that because there was only one thing on brothers minds when I was trying to organize and that was the way that I looked and what I had showing now I was like okay whatever but for me it wasn't for them it was for me to feel good about myself and so what happens is when you make this conscious transition to work on your soul you protect your flesh it's like an automatic like instinct. I don't know what it is, but this is how the, the creator we know and love that we worship made us. Like literally when you are ready to dress modest, your heart will start being like, oh, I can't go outside to like, like people like this. I don't, I don't want anyone to see me like this. Like I'm protecting myself. You know, it's a protective mechanism that you develop and sometimes you know i'm still working on my modesty there's so many different ways i can be more modest you know in my character and you know my dress um and just in general my speech like you know there's so many other ways to be modest right so once i started to really pay attention to my soul's goals i really wanted more of that to be reflected on the outside i really wanted that to be something i breathed and i lived so I just knew in my heart that I was ready. So I started to wear like my turbans like this and also like, you know, back. Um, that's something that I started doing first. I was studying a lot of Pan-African religion and just studying a lot of um, history within um, America, um, indigenous tribes, aboriginal tribes across the world and in America. And I was also studying um, like Pan-African history and connectivity to our relationship to Africa as black Americans. Um, or Aboriginal Americans, because you know we was here first. <laughs> Don't even get me started with that. That's a whole nother episode. Um, I did a little short snippet, but I think it's, it needs a longer um, episode. Um, but that's the, the time I started to actually, you know, 
covers because I felt it to be beautiful. I feel the most beautiful when I'm modest. Like, even when I'm in the house by myself, like, I cover. Like, you know, because I feel so beautiful. I feel so secure and just comfortable. Like, that's just what my character has turned out to be. Alhamdulillah, I'm so grateful to God for that. Because I could have very well just not. I could have very well just like, well, I'm still going to practice Islam, but I still want to look cute. And it's like, what does cute look like? What is cute? What is the definition of cute that we know by the adultification and annihilation of our souls within a society that just wants us to consume? What is cute? What is it? An acute angle that is that of a 60 to 90 degree turn that we start to understand when we make that transition for ourselves when we do a 180 for ourselves to become the 360 that is our hearts, that is our souls, because we're going to go back to the one that made us. We're going to go back to the one that made us. And we want to go there with all of the good deeds we were able to do because we were able to demolish our shaitans, our nefs, and really come out on top. When you have an ego, right? Your ego is there for a reason. But when you cannot control your ego and your ego starts to control you, you start to make decisions that you be like, Dad, why did I do that? And that's why I love Islam and that's why I made the decision because Islam is a challenge. Islam, you cannot physically like, be done with any of, of the things in this dunya that you need to learn you know, in Islam. Like you, you can't. It's just impossible. Islam is so deep. It's so deep. And it is connected all the way back to ancient Kemet. Islam is called Islam today, but it wasn't always called Islam. It's always been here. And Allah has been developing our religion and helping us to grow as a human population, as souls that were manifested, well, well created into our own understanding and manifestation. So, yes, of course, Bilal, knowing your heritage, culture within Islam is important. It's so important. That's actually something that Islam talks about, right? Like, you know, know, like you have to know where you've come from. Like, you have to know your lineage because that will determine on how you should practice Islam. Because there's different schools of thought within. It's so deep. Like, you know, I can go deep, deep, deep. But I think to keep it surface level for now and then we can go into other episodes that, you know, really start to define that. Um, but... Any advice for new Muslims um, for gaining the discipline for prayer five times a day and learning Arabic? I'm still being trying to be, get disciplined with the Arabic, but alhamdulillah, I'm working on it. One thing I will say is that Al-Fatiha, which is one of the surahs that we say in our five times a day prayer, the seven verses protect you from the seven gates of hell. That inspired me. <laughs> to want to like learn the Sora and learn the prayer and not only that if you don't have a daily practice that you do um meditate or, or anything Islam is a discipline because I don't know what it is about us as human beings but we need something to worship whether it is you worship clothes Instagram money um fame followers whatever it is we need to submit to something we need to have a force that we submit to, an energy, a source. 
And for me, that is Allah. For me, that is God. So I don't think it is something to think so hard about. We think so much about... I realize, like, I used to do this too. Like, we think so much about, oh my gosh, like, you know, how do I do this? Or we question God. But we never question the world and what they do to us, the food that they make, the, what they put in the food, the GMO, you know, the Instagram, the TikTok. Like, we don't question it. We just do Oh, there's reels? We're going to make it. We're going to go and make a reel. Like, but we question God all day. But you have no idea what it took to make you. You have no idea the story of your human family. You have no idea the stories that will help save you from making the wrong decisions. Because we question God more then we question the world. That is an illusion anyway. Um, I'm going to be getting off in three minutes. So if you guys have any questions, please, please put them here. And I keep my Muslim Pro app for the time reminders. Yes. Um, Caribbean heritage, I would say, is a mixture of Europeanized um, white man fantasy and African culture. That's what I would say. Um, and some Aboriginal, Indigenous, you know, culture in there. But um, a majority, of, sadly to say, of Caribbean culture is this lustful culture that there's so much more beauty than that. But also this peace and serenity of laid backness. It's just a whole different energy, a whole different vibe. Um, thank you, Bilal. Yes, Muslim Pro app is great. Dichotomy of Miss P. It's a great app. Download it. I'm going to start doing a lot of um, posts for that as well. I've just been like going off and expressing myself um, in these hilarious ways um, on TikTok with these skits and um, as well as um, just, you know, putting up episode posts or um, quotes and like, you know, just expressing to you guys what that looks like. Um, let's see. Um, thank you. Skia exactly yes girl that doesn't s sound right oh what are you talking about what doesn't sound right hold on is the haram police on my um my youtube live hold on any advice for dating as a young black muslim is dating looked down upon in islam oh my that's a different episode and i'm gonna have someone on here that is an expert in that because i am not going to fully answer that but i'm going to say no no dating let me tell you why because there is a discipline within a human being that when you as a person, right, think about it, okay? Sister, I'm saying sister to sister. As a black Muslim woman, okay, brothers will try you. They will take advantage, okay? You have to protect your soul. Everything about you is sacred. Not saying brothers aren't. I just know about me as a woman and what Allah has told us. In Surah Al-Nisa, there's a whole chapter in Islam about the women. And just do me a favor. Actually talk to someone about getting it translated in Arabic because the translation there is quite controlling and it's not precise. Because, yeah, whoever translated it wanted to control women. Yet again in another religious text, Astaghfirullah. Um, but what I will say is Dating is not necessary. If a man wants to marry you, he knows. And we don't we don't do that in Islam because that can get confusing and it could lead to um, fitna 
or zinna, which is a major sin, which is um, sexual intercourse before marriage. Yeah, and it's not good for your soul. It's just not. It's just not like all these things. Like okay, yeah, they sound like oh my god, Jehovah's Witness and Christianity, super Catholic, whatever, whatever religion you are coming from, or if you are a Muslim, whatever, and you like like your haram halal ratio. Listen, I want my halal ratio to be a one hundred. Like you know, haram. I don't understand like the haram halal ratio thing. Someone needs to explain it to me because. It ain't cute. I don't know what that's about. We're definitely in the end of days. People talking some halal haram ratio on point. Like, boo, can your halal ratio just be 100? That's it. That's it. You know what I'm saying? But getting back to what you said, the thing is men will not commit. You will find brothers that they are just men. This is how God made them. They are weak in flesh. I promise you this is the truth. This is why also God made it easy for them because not only are they allowed to have four wives, but... In a sense of that being said, I don't think no man in America living in America, no man period today, I don't even I don't even think they should if they haven't like grew up or grew up if they haven't grown up understanding what that means and the concept of polygamy, then no, no man in America should not be having two and three wives like four no, that is an insecurity thing that pops out. But what I will say is, if you don't have a kill, sis. If you don't have someone like someone locally, like a um, an imam, a sheikh, a credible person that can actually be, you know, there to speak to brothers for you or find someone for you, ask them to be like, you know, um, ask your imam, like, you know, I don't have a wakil, I don't have someone that can actually, you know, I don't have a Muslim family or a man in my family that can. If you do, that's great. Um, that can actually like do sit downs and talk to brothers for me because. You can't trust what comes out of a man's mouth, especially if you're a new Muslim. They will try it. They will take advantage. And I'm saying it 100% from experience. Don't do it. Go to an imam, a sheikh at your local masjid or, you know, and we could talk more about this. I'll definitely open up the floor for those questions for sisters because that's what this podcast was made for. And I want to be there for my sisters because I didn't have that support. You know, I didn't have that until I've made the mistakes and I was like, I need support. <laughs> but on some real, like, just be aware that when you are dating someone that is Muslim, they're going to try to take advantage. They're going to, and you're going to be like, oh, I thought that's how it's supposed to, is that how Muslim's supposed to be? And they're going to make you not be, you know, open to loving your creator in an intimate way as much as you can. Because you're going to think this man is depicting how Islam actually is when he probably don't even know. I'm going to just be 100 with you. So... Just real talk. You know what I'm saying? So be careful of that. But alhamdulillah, um, I just really am grateful for this um, space that we're building together. And I hope I get to do these lives more often. Thank you so much for asking the questions. And you guys are welcome to hop on live with me. If you guys want to add, you know, to requests, just send me a request. And inshallah, we can talk together. Um, I want to make sure that you guys know that I will be doing... Um, interviews next month and i will be opening up the youtube for that so don't forget to subscribe to the young black muslim on youtube and also follow this instagram if you don't share it with your friends because i'm pretty sure it could be helpful to sisters who are thinking about islam want to know more about islam you can ask me questions i also have a playlist on my youtube channel my personal youtube channel basha regine you can just look it up literally if you click my bio on Instagram, on Young Black Muslim on Instagram, you'll see my name. And then you can go to links 
and then you can go ahead and click YouTube and you'll go right to my YouTube and you'll see the reversion of my life series and I talk all about it all about all the things that I'm telling you about now there's episodes for each one in video format and I will be like picking that right back up really soon it's just that you know I've been through a lot this past year I got divorced I've you know and I'm officially I'm officially divorced you guys legally and Islamically so alhamdulillah I'm grateful for that um but we'll talk more about that as well but if you guys have any more questions don't forget to email youngblackmuslima at gmail.com and just hit us up like this is a this is a community we're, build, we're building and we're trying to expand you know to more sisters that are looking to become Muslim and I hope that I could be here for you and I hope that we can build this community that could be here for you as well. Thank you. Wait, do you have a question? We are we are no equal. You have your hand raised. <laughs> Before I get off of here and go enjoy the rest of my night by myself. No social media. <laughs> Um, oh, there's a question there in the question box. Sorry about that. Egyptian love asks, what is the most important thing in Islam? Oh, interesting. Um, the most important thing in Islam, I would definitely say, is knowing yourself so that you can learn Allah, so that you can understand. You're never going to understand the creator fully until Allah grants you that permission. Knowing yourself, remaining real with yourself you know, being authentic to you and also knowing the Aqidah, knowing the five pillars of Islam, studying, never stop studying, never stop learning. You should always want to seek knowledge, just as in the Quran, to never stop studying. And it doesn't, it's not just Islamic knowledge, like that you should, you know, you should just never stop studying, period, okay? Um, let me see if there's any more questions. Thank you so much for that question, Egyptian love. Um, what do you think should advocate what do you think should advocate for men to legally have four wives in America men or women men or women what do you mean uh, that question um, hmm. so what I think is you know the thing is about the legal advocation of anything is that you need a system we need more Sharia law in this country, we need more people who are connected within the rights of Muslims and building a, you know, a law space, like a space where, um, you know, Muslims can actually have their own court, where Muslims can actually deal with their own issues. Like, that needs to be done first. But there's no way that men can do that in this country without that in place because men will take advantage it will be taken and sisters too like you know so i think just being aware of what we need in our own law space in our own court and our own judgment space with those scholars available and more women scholars please more women scholars like i don't want to just listen to some old arab man all day tell me the laws and tell me what it is and what it isn't so anybody got time for that no absolutely not more black women scholars more black muslim scholars more black Muslim women in the umla, in the umla. and and the actual space I'm thinking right now is something completely different because I'm writing this song, but more Black Muslim women need to be in the space in which classroom ex exists and also in the space in which we're able to go and expand our society as Muslims. So when we do that as a whole entire community and we're 
actually patient with each other and we give women the respect they should they they should have like they need to have then we'll be in a whole different space i'm telling you we would not be going through all this covid 19 business and all this stuff but hey that's what happens when you don't listen to women right Inshallah, this was a good episode. Don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube, Young Black Muslima. And do not forget to send us emails, youngblackmuslima at gmail.com. As well as subscribing to this Instagram, to our podcast, and to many things to come. So if you guys want to go on my website, you guys can subscribe there. And you guys will get more details as we are developing the Young Black Muslima website. Thank you so much for your questions and inshallah see you next week if I do a live. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.